1: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hi, this is Jonathan, a.k.a. Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Muscular, the human wizard.
0: Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns.
3: Hi, this is John, a.k.a. That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was, in fact, raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants.
1: Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half-elf, archer, and the Viceroy of Glenmar.
4: And I am Lauren, a.k.a. OboCrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons & Dragons & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons & Dragons & Drunks, the party continues to fight their way through the Purbeck Mine. They have fought undead, solved the hallway trap, and gathered a bunch of loot, and now they continue further into the dark of the mine. And that's where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, aka Obo Crazy, and I'm back to drinking some Pyramid Beer. I'm back to drinking some Hopfen Spring, because sometimes you just gotta go back to something that you like, and this stuff is really, really good. Carlton, what are you drinking?
3: I'm drinking Inspiration Belgian-style Dark Specialty Ale by a community beer company it was left in my beer fridge
4: <laughs> Left. I wish people would come over here so that I'd have leftover basically, beer basically I
3: invite friends over for game nights and they always bring beer and always leave beer so I have like a mm-hmm. magic beer fridge it's a I racket like it's a racket you're running right there it- it's Shh. a brilliant to so my friends racket. who are listening to this I don't do that at all <laughs> continue to bring beer
1: Travancore,
4: what are you drinking?
1: Hi there, I'm Jack. I play Travencorn. Tonight we're continuing the Angry Orchard uh, sampler box that I got, and today it is a Hoppin' Mad Ale. Ooh, I kind of like the
4: cover of that. The
1: the the artwork's pretty neat, and it's actually kind of D and D and D appropriate because there's like a little like ant-looking, like living tree kind of guy on there.
4: <laughs> yes, one of these days you're going to be attacked by your own drink, Jonathan. Wait. What you drinking? Hi, this is
2: Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular and tonight I am classing it the fuck up because I have here some cognac in a etched uh tumbler that I got from a very dear friend's we- wedding. And Ooh. this stuff this stuff packs a punch. Cheers.
4: Nice. Enjoy. Yeah, you really Wow, I, I feel very much like I just wore jeans to a very swanky... You're yeah, goddamn right. Thing. We got
2: to have some decorum around here. Jesus. Need hey, some
4: pla- you wear
0: your Canadian tuxedo, and no one can fault you for that. Well, there you go. And and Bernie, what are you drinking? Um, I don't have any beer in the house. <laughs> That's okay. But I have root beer. <laughs> Not the shitty kind like last time. I am drinking a Jones cane sugar root beer, and it is really good. Um, I just totally forgot. But on the plus side, I just bit the head off a of chocolate bunny. So
4: yes! I'm pretty good right now. I totally forgot to go do cheap easter chocolate shopping today oh fuck to- yeah so for I. our listeners we are recording this the day after easter i'm looking at my husband right now he's mad at I'm you saying no no he's, he's contemplating at- a divorce that you didn't go get him some cheap easter candy well he didn't go either so it's both of our <laughs> fault. and i'm telling him about the cash that is in our wallet and the Safeway that's down the street <laughs> yes in the luke, middle of dnd you have a special mission
2: go luke
4: I've just sent him on his own mission. Run to but Safe you guys...
2: Away. Run to Safe Away. Go, yep. Luke.
4: Yes, he's he's off. Uh Cadbury Cream Eggs, please. Ooh. If he I'm... comes back with Cadbury Cream Eggs, I'm giving you all inspiration. I said that. Hey,
0: Luke. I'm recording please. that. I really I like Cadbury Cream Eggs. Cadbury Cream
4: is amazing. Yeah. Back to I've sent Luke out on an adventure and now you are back to your own. Uh, so the last time you had been continuing through the Purbeck Mine, you just made it through the devious trap. You are now in kind of a small antechamber on the other side of the door that leads to the crazy hallway. The room itself is fairly small. It's only about mm, 20, 25 feet on either side. And there is a stairway that is slowly curved around one wall leading down. There is a mural painted on the wall just above the stairway that's cracked and worn and faded. It's obviously been there for just dozens and hundreds of years that depicts dwarves in mining gear happily marching their way down the stairs. And you guys have just finished a short rest after making your way through the trap hallway so if anyone would like to roll some hit dice and get some hit points back if anyone has a- wanted to attune to some of the magic items they um, just picked up i'd like to attune i'd like to make sure i know where everybody's sitting with their health and i would
0: like to do a high ho check and uh investigate <laughs> this mural a little bit
4: <laughs> okay uh well let's start with the the attunement yeah so if you uh Travancore, you got the bow that we you picked up and Bernie is you're taking the the stone so go ahead and mark down the bonuses that those give you does anybody want to burn any hit dice
3: Uh, Uh, I did on my last time you can probably still see it in the chat it was uh, eight
4: okay
0: what do you have now
2: 27
0: that's what I have down for you Jonathan I have you down as 17
2: that is correct and I'm about to burn a hit die Uh, it's hit die plus con right yes all right Jonathan, are you getting over a cold? Yes, I am.
4: He's got the bassy voice of a cold.
2: I really, I would prefer to have my normal voice.
4: We all and, but, would.
2: and and what was messed up is last week I was talking, I was talking way more than usual at work, so it was a little bit of both. All right, that's uh, that puts me at back at twenty two. I'm at full.
4: Okay, and uh, Terrace is also gonna burn one of her hit dice, and she took quite a few hits from the. I had her
0: down as thirty five hit points currently.
4: Yep, and she's going to burn a hit dice and is going to roll pretty poorly, but she's going to get five back, so she's going to be up to 40. I'm feeling a little bit better now.
0: I have yeah, my but... full health. Travi, what's yours?
4: I'm at 21. I didn't take any damage from the
1: last attack. Uh, Shadow took a point, so he's fine.
0: Okay, so he's at 18. You're at 21. Yep. Who wanted to check out the mural? Me. I rolled a 19 for my ha ho investigation. Okay, uh, for
4: Perception. Mhm. I'm assuming that's what high-ho investigation I wrote, means. Yes, It seemed like it was a very simple mural at the time when it was actually painted on here. It doesn't look to be very artistically awesome. In any way, it's actually fairly substandard for artwork. You get the sense that maybe whoever painted this was a miner who, this was like their side project just for fun. It's not bad, but it certainly isn't very artistic. And it's it's literally just uh, miners following the stairs on down. You you take a look at the top portion. You haven't gone down the stairs yet. So you've just taken a look at four or five of the dwarves. They've got mostly pics over their their shoulders. Uh, what little facial expressions this artist has given them, they, they seem happy. They're not singing or whistling, but yeah, they're just marching on down. They seem to be in uh, miners' clothing, but very brightly colored, or at least what's left from the aged paint on the stone wall. It's yellows and blues and greens. Probably stuff you wouldn't actually see in a mine, but, you know, art.
0: Okay. Do you guys want to head on down the stairs and see the rest of the mural?
3: Is there any, like, names painted on or anything like that? Not that you can see. Okay. just
4: Pictures of dwarves. All right, let's, let's go down. Hi ho! Let's all harmonize. Hi ho! All right, you follow Hi-ho. the staircase Hi-ho. down. It <laughs> it's as if you can hear the distant calling of dwarves in the di- in, in the mine. And mm-hmm. Terrace is, is over
0: there, like y'all. This is really racist. Please stop.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Terrace just looks at the pictures. Hi ho is our
2: words. <laughs>
4: You know, we usually don't sing when we're in the mine because then it just echoes. Eh, never mind. Let's just go. And she never follows mind. you on down. Oh God, I hate
3: you guys sometimes so much. <laughs> Can he
4: At the bottom of the damage? stairs, the DM notices something. So the stairs go down, they they curve around and they go down probably about uh, 25, 30 feet continuing to curve and curve, finally come to a landing into a slightly larger room. This is another built room. It's got stonemason work on the floor and square walls. The room itself is about 50 feet wide. As you come down, you can see the mural has continued down the side of the stairway continues into this room and ends on the right side where there is actually a statue of a dwarf standing there. Nose is broken off because of age. The pedestal is on, has a huge crack in it, and he is standing. He's got a pick over one hand and his hand out, just like he's trying to shake someone's hand. And the mural just goes up to this statue and stops. The rest of the room is fairly barren there is a single exit an actual open exit directly across the way it looks like it leads into darkness and curves around to the right and on the wall on the left you can see what used to be another exit you can see the actual archway of what used to be an exit but the the whole thing is crumbled and crumpled and full of dirt and stone and you can also see that there is a couple of packs lying in the far corner looks like a couple of adventurous packs just sitting in the corner and does anyone have a light source or are you just trooping in the dark Dark i cast light on my uh, staff okay uh those of you with dark vision can now see a lot better because jonathan goes light and you guys can see what i just described what would you like to do
3: i was gonna say i have that pick that pickaxe so i'm gonna stand next to the statue and pose exactly like him hey guys guys paint a picture
0: and I'm gonna go. That's really cute. Can you please lift me up so I can shake his hand?
3: I lift up Bernie.
4: I want to shake his hand. Okay, so you put your hand in there and go to shake. The statue doesn't move. Um, can I ask what's your alignment? Uh, what was? I think it was like chaotic good, as we decided. <laughs> well, now would be a good time. What is your alignment?
3: It should be at the top of your uh, it's like, sheet. Yeah, it's at yep. the top of your okay. character
4: sheet. I was going to say, I don't know if I ever decided that. I think.
3: Well, I got, you
0: get to decide now. I don't have an alignment, guys. Oh, I think I chose chaotic good. I don't even know what that means. I think it just sounded fun. So, Basically,
2: okay, so what the alignments mean is you've got two different axes. You've got the good to evil and then the lawful to chaotic. And basically what that means is uh, are you... Are you good? Do you believe in like doing right by people? Do you have morality, or going all the way from to evil, where you don't have any morality, you don't have any empathy? The lawful and uh, chaotic alignments are more of a how do you view uh, society? Like how do you view rules? And obviously lawful is hey rules are awesome and they keep society in check. And chaotic is no people should be free and to make their own way.
0: Oh, that's different than mine. We're going with neutral good. Neutral good.
2: Okay, good. I uh, Hey, fellow neutral good. Yeah. Chaotic neutral.
0: Yeah, no one's surprised there. All right. <laughs> no. Uh, Chaotic yeah, neutral, neutral. Okay. Neutral, neutral good. good is yeah. what we're going
4: with. Okay. You put your hand into the stone dwarf's hand. You go, you like mime shaking it. Obviously, the actual hand doesn't move because it's a giant stone hand. You... Feel it vibrate. It doesn't grip you or anything, but you can kind of feel the stonework vibrate for a second, and then uh, ten gold fall out of the statue's mouth. Oh-ho! Oh, you hey! Guys. I'm like,
2: hey, hey there. So I'm I like, kind of
0: mine. So I get all right. Everybody, come shake this guy's hand and see if he'll give you and spend money since out I'm at right you. Na- since
3: I'm holding Bernie, I. I grab it. I thought go, you were going like, go, 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 to, like, drop
0: me just grab go. this guy.
3: <laughs> no, I have another hand. I got Bernie in one hand. Nice. And I'm like, gold, gold, gold. Go, well, go, well done go, there, Carlton. Way to take okay. care of our hero. Carlton,
4: what was your alignment again?
3: Chaotic neutral. Okay. It's going to bite me in the ass.
4: Okay. Uh, you Once again, you go to shake the dwarf's hand. Nothing physically happens, although you do kind of feel a very slight vibration. And uh, out of the mouth, you actually hear a... A dwarf speak. The mouth doesn't move. The statue stays totally still. But the dwarf says, "The gargoyle knows the command word," and hmm. you hear Terrace behind you kind of gasp a little bit, and say, "I've, I've heard of there being stuff like this at dwarven mines, but I've never actually in, encountered one. Be careful, because this." This is this is powerful magic, and if it deems you unworthy, I, I'm not sure I want to know what happens.
0: Hey Terrace, you're like a dwarf and you have the dwarfy stuff all over you. Do you want to come shake its hand? He'll give hold you on, a hold boost, on, hold on. and I'm the, pretty the sure neutral, he wants to touch you.
2: The the other neutral good in the party wants to uh wants to give it a go here.
4: Jonathan, you're neutral good? Yes. Okay. Terrace starts to apprehensively walk forward and Jonathan just kind of strides up grabs the grabs the dwarf grabs the dwarf by the hand grabs the dwarf by the hand it's the same as grabbing life by the balls but maybe just a little bit different you feel the dwarf shudder and, and shake a little bit just like the others did but nothing happens
0: Aww. oh ho, 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 ho. someone is worth a little bit more
4: I guess
0: it's okay I'll buy you some. I'll buy you something nice Yay.
4: Terrace at this point walks up to the statue examines it a little bit Shrugs, grabs the statue's hand, shakes it. It vibrates. And now that all of you are kind of standing back, you can actually, when you're looking for it, you can almost see it vibrate. It's half a magical glamour and half the actual statue itself shakes. You hear a noise in the back of its throat and a hundred gold comes spilling out of the dwarf's mouth. And Terrace quickly puts her hand under it to catch it and then gives you all a grin and says, well, I am a dwarf, and steps away. <laughs> Travancore, are you also going to shake the dwarf's hand, or are you going to call it a day? Oh my
0: gosh, I bet he gets like electrocuted, because don't dwarves like hate elves?
4: I'm only
1: half elf, so I'll get half electrocuted. Okay, so cool, I got you I got I,
0: covered. Here's
1: that. the thing about Travancore, he used to be kind of a dick, but he's trying to be on the straight and narrow now, so I want to say that I'm
2: lawful good, but I'm astonishingly bad at it.
4: <laughs> okay, well, lawful the, good.
2: That's the thing, it's like you you your alignment is a living part of you. Like, gotcha. It's what makes your character partially him. So if he's bad at lawful good, he's not lawful good.
1: Then I'm true. Then I guess I'm true neutral because I'm trying to be better well, than I am.
4: Let me let me ask this: Have your actions since we've started the game been? Have you been in line? with being lawful good
1: well i'd say i was been trying definitely trying to be more on the good than the side of evil i don't know given my penchant for torture and good? threatening people that i guess you know maybe i am chaotic good because, because i have you, know, you did, of, well, no, you did no, kind no. of spirit i right? have this instability to me too
2: well right right but what i i guess good or like torture is more along the good or evil axis so if you're more likely to torture someone for information, but it's information that you feel like is for a good cause, like it's a means to an end, that would be like a neutral kind of going towards evil on that track. If you're not down with torture, you're that probably leans you more to the good side. For I, the greater good. I would probably say you're true neutral.
4: Okay.
1: That sounds about right, actually.
4: Okay. So you're going to say true neutral? Yeah. And I'll shake the dwarf's hand. The dwarf statue's hand, rather. And I lean into Carlton
0: because I'm obviously still being held like a small child. And I go,
3: who's my
4: little buddy? And I go, I go. This is gonna be good. Yeah. You feel it vibrate, just like everybody else has, and the noise in the back of the throat of this dwarf once again speaks up and says, "I already told you the gargoyle knows the command word. Now get out of here." <laughs>
1: oh. Uh, I'm just your memory homer. I can't give you any new information. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess we're onward then.
2: Yeah.
0: Where's this gargoyle he's talking about?
1: I, you I know he's what? Not Maybe we
2: cuz she's yeah. nowhere around. Yeah.
0: Hmm. That actually?
2: Hey. Oh, no,
1: that you can't do that thing that we talked about. You Never can't do no. That thing that we talked about. <laughs> no, we've talked about that. that. And you definitely if even if you could, I think Sarah might be one of the last people you would want to do it to. Poor well, Sarah. I would probably <laughs> do
0: it to Dorveen. Dorvine, Yeah, we know he wants to do it to Dorvine, um, And that's okay, Carlton. I'll explain later. We'll have a, a nice talk about about insects and, and, and aviary creatures.
3: Um, <laughs> no. He wants to do what I want to do to Soria and other people.
0: Good job. Put me down now. All right, let's go check <laughs> the packs out. On. I put her back Moving
3: in the basket. Moving on.
0: I'm not in the basket. I jump out You're of the gonna basket. You going to go check out the packs? I jump out of the basket and waddle over to the packs.
4: Okay, looks like there's two backpacks lying there, kind of adventures pack. No sign of any bodies or anything. Are you going to go ahead and just rummage through them? Uh, I'd love a perception check. Let's rummage.
2: Let's rummage.
4: I got a 17. Okay, Uh, you find a couple... the, The backpack itself... Is uh, one of them is completely empty. The other one has some broken glass in it, and you kind of carefully shift through it, and you do find three uh, vials that are very familiar as potions of healing. Ooh, they're they're kind of a, a ruby red color, and they swirl just like a, a common potion of healing. So you can write that down.
3: You wanna? Hey, little buddy, I'm the only one who has not back up to like close to the top. You wanna let me get my drink on?
0: Yeah, you should probably get your drink on, and I toss him one.
3: And I down it.
2: Now, how okay. do potions work in in Fifth Edition? Are they stupid like in Fourth Edition, where they use like your one of your healing surges, so they're completely useless?
4: Nope they just they just give you health. So if okay. uh, Carlton, if you're going to go ahead and down one of these, yes. uh, you get because it's a common potion of healing, you get two d four plus two uh, hit points back. So go ahead and roll two d four and add two, and that's how many you get back. And then there's just varieties of potions of healing. And depending on how rare of a potion you have, it does more hit right, points.
2: Three,
3: I get five back.
4: Bernie, you also find another vial. It's got clear liquid in it. And the only reason that you can tell that there's even liquid in it is because you you give it a good look. Uh, it's almost imperceptible what's in there. So you're not exactly sure. You can feel that it's magical, but you're not exactly sure what it is.
0: Okay. Can I, like, hold it up to um, Jonathan and, say, like, make a make an arcana check on this?
3: Do your abracadabras.
4: Abracadabra. Abra-cadabra. Reach out and grab you. Abracadabra. Yeah, Jonathan, if you want to take the vial and examine it and use your arcana, we can see if you know what it is. Fifteen. You unstopper the cork and kind of sniff it a little bit. And peer into it with your um, your magic. It's going to take a couple of minutes of of concentration, but you do eventually figure out that uh, this is a potion of invisibility.
0: Ooh, ooh. Mm.
4: So when you drink it, you're going to become invisible for one hour. Anything you wear or carry is also invisible, and it the effect ends if you are attacked, or if you ca- if you attack, or if you cast a spell. So basically, in combat, if you attack something or if you cast a spell, it's going to end.
3: I was going to say, axe to the face without seeing it coming is going to be a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) Well, okay, can we just say that maybe Sneaker McSneakerson probably shouldn't have this? Or maybe you should have it, since you're not very good at sneaking. Hmm
4: you do find one more thing you find a rolled up scroll that's inside some a a decrepit leather case the case actually starts to fall apart in your hands and you manage to kind of salvage the scroll before it takes it with you thanks to your roll and um it's actually written in elvish do you read elvish i do i have
0: a friend who reads elvish and i hold it over to him and i'm like be careful with this
4: okay the scroll is a, it's a spell, actually, and it's a knock spell. And... Oh, I know like what that does. Like knock down or knock?
3: No, it, like knocks let you, correct open me doors. wrong, Mr. Magic Man, but it
1: lets you open locked doors.
4: Travancore, if you would like to read that off.
1: I read the spell in Elvish.
4: <laughs> out loud in Elvish?
1: Yes, wanna, I read it out loud. Like... Actually, I read it to myself first. Can you tell me what it says before I actually say it out loud? It's in the chat.
4: It's in the chat.
1: (laughs) Okay. Choose an object that you see within range. The object can be a door, a box, a chest, a set of manacles, a padlock, or other object that contains a mundane or magical means that prevents access. A target that is held shut by a mundane lock or that is stuck by a bar or barred becomes unlocked, unstuck, or unbarred. If the object has multiple locks, only one of them is unlocked. If you choose a target that is held shut with arcane lock, that spell is suppressed for ten minutes, during which time the target can be opened and shut normally. When you cast a spell, a loud knock audible for as far away as three hundred feet emanates from the target object. Once used, the scroll, to script, uh, scroll, or skull, scroll, to script, disintegrates into dust. I'm not good at reading things out loud. Words.
4: <laughs> Words <laughs> are hard. The one here. who has to read it. Okay.
3: Not as hard as math
4: you also when you turn over the the scroll you can see that hastily scribbled on the back also in elvish is a a handwritten note up, you know so the front of this is it's a it's a spell scroll so any of your Arcana friends could tell could tell you that when you use it it's it's going to disappear but the script almost looks ethereal in a weird way the back is definitely the chicken scratch of a real elv- uh, elf and it says in elvish He's gone insane, kill Wendregod, goddamn dwarves.
1: So I read that back part to my comrades, and I say no offense to Terrace.
4: And she says, none taken. I don't necessarily care what most elves say. Present company excluded, of course.
1: Well, half course. present company, but that's fair.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody, and I need you it, all...
0: Okay, can I like, double-check this thing? Like, This is generally all fantasy worlds where if you're a half elf, everybody who's not an elf is like you're a fucking elf and everybody who's an elf is like you're not a fucking elf. That's generally the world you exist in, right?
4: Yeah. Uh pretty pretty much. in this world it it it's much like the real world, uh perception and what people want to see is everything and some people are not going to mind and some people are going to mind greatly. So But, uh, I mean, but yeah, like... there are definitely people out there who elves are going to look at Travancore And if they don't like half-breeds, they may see a a human. And if they don't mind, they will see a half-elf or an elf and not care. But at this point, I actually need everybody to roll me perception checks. Here we go.
0: I've been perceiving the shit out of things. It's time for me to fail. And there we go. Got a nine. Oh, no. What did I get? I got a ten.
3: I got an unnatural twenty. Twelve. And Jonathan? Ten. Okay. Do I perceive the fuck out of it?
4: So Travancore is kind of buried in this piece of paper. Bernie and Jonathan are kind of scanning the the remains of the backpack and what else, you know, everything else that's going on. Carlton, you've become bored by this. It's a piece of paper. Who cares? And you've started. Words
3: Words are for stupid heads.
4: You've started keeping an eye on the room and you hear a. Uh. And out of the corners you see these two slimy green um, snake-like things appear, rear up. They've got these horrible beak mouths, and uh, fortunately you're able to call out to them, to your friends, before we roll initiative. Hey Hey guys, guys.
3: guess what? Because I rolled so well, we're not going to get surprise attacked.
4: Oh, that's so nice! Hooray! The fuck are those things? Tom. So we're going to say that you guys are kind of a raid, as, as I've shown you, kind of in a defensive posture in the corner of this room. Uh, of well, at least we get the crit
3: fails out on something that doesn't matter.
4: Hey, guys, remember the-
0: Oh!
3: Uh, Everybody drink! Oh. Natural 20.
4: Oh!
0: I got a seven. Oh, good. These look disgusting. All
4: right.
1: Trevancore. Remember that time Chadow and I rolled a seven?
4: Seven. Terrace. Ugh. Terrace never gets to go first. Poor Terrace. Because her except- dexterity is horrible. Because she's got armor. Bernie, what's your... Five. Your got a
0: five. Real proud of that five. All right.
4: Carlton?
3: As Jonathan's shirt says, I feel shame as a minor action. <laughs> I rolled a natural one. So oh, after my modifier, that's a four.
4: That's a four. And Jonathan?
3: I feel shame.
2: Uh, I I rolled a 20. And then so that's 22.
4: I too. Uh, I credit the fuck
2: out of this initiative. You've literally rolled but, the exact but opposite. But twenties are only really special in combat. Any other yeah. time, it's
4: just a roll. You know what? It's it's still good to know. Uh, if it makes you feel any better,
3: Taryn sucks worse than me.
4: You well first is that because well she's wearing armor, but Jonathan, you get to go first. So you see three of these things, kind of two in the far corner, uh, one in the closer corner. Corner appear. They've they're kind of slimy, large, snake-like things. They've got these huge, extended mouths with a beak in the middle. Uh, they've reared up and are coming towards you. What would you like to do?
2: I want to figure out what they are real quick before I blast them. All
4: right. Them. Roll me a uh, uh, nature. Roll me a nature check.
2: Nature? Really? For these things?
4: They're creatures. they're not undead. They're creatures.
2: No, no. I, well, I, usually magical beasts are aberrations or something different, but hang on. Because they're because no really they're high. precisely not natural. Uh, but nature would be 19.
4: Okay. So you still rolled really well. Uh, you've not seen one of these before, but you've read about them. They're called gricks. They are... Grick!
2: That's what they're called, right.
4: like predators. They tend to wait in caves unseen uh, for prey passing by. They do hunt in packs, but they are pretty aggressive. So they've been known after killing something to then turn on each other and yeah they're they're ambushers and you guys stopped paying attention to where they were and thus they are trying to eat you okay uh well
2: since we have we are so bad at focusing fire and i really would like to get this one flanking but i know that my comrades aren't going to go for that one so i'm going to go for the one that they are actually going to start hitting this one that is if it moves 3 squares will be right in between uh the dwarf and and uh, carlton okay So let's do some spell attacks. Basically the closest one to you. Right. Uh, So let's do some Scorching Rays. Okay. So first attack, uh, 23. If that doesn't hit, we're in trouble. (laughs)
4: Yeah, it definitely hits.
2: Uh, 16.
4: That hits. And 12. That misses. Okay. So the first two hit.
2: All right. So let's do some absolutely abysmal roll. Uh, 12 damage.
4: 12 total? Okay. The Grick goes... And uh, it doesn't have any eyes per se. All you can see is kind of the beak and these horrible tentacles. But you could swear it kind of looks right at you.
2: And I am gonna move. Uh, I'm gonna move behind Travancore here. So I'm just gonna scoot over like two squares to the right. There you go.
4: All right. It is their turn. This one. It is actually just gonna move right there because these guys are not intelligent. They're just gonna attack. This one's gonna move to there. This one's gonna move to there. So Carlton, you got two on you, and Bernie, you got one. Ooh. Couldn't you
3: say I have one on me? Terrace has one on her, and Bernie has one on her.
4: Actually, you are the giant target. Yeah, I know. And you're so big old, big old, biggin'.
0: And, old one, big old and big they want to eat you. Why do you want to eat me? Go eat him. And,
4: and you were the first thing it saw. These oh. are instinctual creatures. Great. All right. I'm so not your the mother. first. The first one is going to reach out at you with its tentacles, but an eight probably isn't going to hit. No, I slide Uh, right out the tentacles. Next one is going to do the same. Uh, 17? That'll hit me. All right, so it's going to slash at you with its tentacles. Uh, You're going to take 10 slashing damage, and then it grabs onto you with those kind of piercing tentacles. So it, it sinks them into your skin and now it's gonna try to uh, get you with the beak. Come at me, bro. Uh twelve.
3: Twelve does not hit. So he like All right. he grabs me and I see the beak coming and I immediately kinda of get the axe in the way it goes stink.
4: Yep, and it, it pulls back and kinda of <coughs> at you. Um Bernie, the one I knew is gonna do the same thing. Oh great. Uh, but a nine probably doesn't hit. Oh thank God no. Bless Bay. <laughs> Alright I yell,
2: don't worry, they only want to eat your brain, I think.
4: They they kinda want to eat all of you.
0: I'm like, uh, You're and... hilarious. Do you do that for a living?
4: Dravencore, it's your turn.
1: <laughs> okay, so if I move Shadow into flanking with the one that's next to Carlton and Taris, would that open them up to attack of opportunity?
4: Uh what's his movement?
1: His movement is thirty feet.
4: Uh, no, you can ban- banana around and get to there without...
1: Cool, cool. All right, and I see uh, the one that's on Bernie. I figure, you know, we might need to be healed at some point, so I am going to attack that one. And I'm going to try something different. I'm going to actually try to charge that, uh, that flame bow. Okay,
4: you're going to use attack. one of his charges? Yeah. All right. So All right. you pull an arrow. Uh, you notch it back. You speak the the code phrase, which once you have attuned, once you attune to this bow, the code word kind of is embedded in your mind. You speak that word under your breath. The arrow itself uh, magically lights a flame. The whole room just erupts in light as this bright uh, flaming arrow now has just lit the room up. And go ahead and roll an attack. Twenty
1: three.
4: Cool. Oh, that definitely hits.
1: All right, so I'll do my normal attack first. That's a 1 die 8 mm-hmm. plus the 3. So that's going to be 10. Okay. And then I got to do the fire damage too. Yep. So that's going to be 1 die 6 fire damage. No bone eye. Probably 5 extra fire damage.
4: Nice. Uh, the arrow sinks into uh, the side of it, kind of just behind where those tentacles are. Sorry, trying to do math and, and flavor text at the same time is very hard. And the flames kind of erupt around it and you hear it <laughs> but it is still standing. Uh anything else?
1: That'll um let's see, should I move it all? I'm trying to think if I can help anybody by flanking. Um, no, I'm you, on do put, you do actually.
2: not want to flank. <laughs> stay stay back here.
4: That's what Shadow's right. for. I'm going stay put. I- Bernie, it is your turn. You've got a, um, a flaming grick next so to you. So I'm
0: gonna... I think Carlton will be okay. I'm gonna take care of the one on me, and I'm just gonna cast Sacred Flame. We're just gonna continue on with the, like, fire theme. We got a fire theme, fire and you theme? have to make okay. a... I hope these aren't charismatic, as or whatever it is. You have to make a dexterity saving throw. And, of course, they're gonna be, like, okay. fucking dexterous, because...
4: Well, they do get advantage on dexterity. Saving throws. What's my... Um... Yep, 14? that beats it. The snake body just kind of really quickly slithers out of the way, and Meh. you miss it. Anything else?
0: No. Fine.
4: All right. Carlton, you've you've taken I, a bite I, from a Grick. I'm mad. I, I'm mad.
3: Real mad. I'm hurting. I'm a rage. Okay. I'm gonna go frenzied on these guys. I'm gonna go ham. Can we, can okay. we change frenzied? To ham, can I? We, we just call it ham. No. no. Oh, all right. Well, I'm gonna rage and frenzy. Okay. And I'm gonna first go after the one I'm flanking with shadow. All right. Thirteen.
4: And roll again.
3: All right, and twenty-four.
4: You have advantage on these. Uh, the twenty-four hits. The thirteen does not. So good thing you have advantage. Yep. Go ahead and roll damage.
3: All right. Uh, that'll be six plus two, eight.
4: Eight. All right. All right,
3: and then since I'm frenzied, I get to make another attack. All right. Uh,
4: Once again, with advantage.
3: Yeah. All right. uh, uh, You know, I'm going to keep going after one I'm flanking with. Okay. Because I have advantage. You do. 22 and crit fishing, not happening. 19. 22
4: hits. All right. Roll some more damage.
3: Fuck you, damage. Seven. You
4: bring your axe around twice, uh, cleaving off parts of this giant snake body, and it hisses at you, but it's not quite able to move away. Next up, it is Terrace, who's going to pull out her warhammer, and she is going to try to smack the one that she also has advantage on. Oh, wait,
3: since I didn't move. Can I still move?
4: Uh, you can, I but... want to move in the
3: uh, that corner between those two, so that Terrace is now flanking.
4: Right there? Yep. All right. Doesn't we'll Terrace do already have advantage? Terrace does, so... Oh, the... then I'm not going to move. <laughs> yeah, if there's three of you around a creature, I'm going to consider that flanking for everybody. All gotcha. right, she's going to bring down her warhammer... And let's see if she hits anything. She'll take the 14, and so that's a 19 to hit. So she's definitely going to roll some damage. She does 12 bludgeoning damage as she brings down her warhammer. And this Grick is looking uh, pretty hurt. It's it's wobbling a bit. You can see two of its tentacles are drooping a little bit more. And it is now Jonathan's turn.
2: Uh, let's pull out an old standard and firebolt the the one that's almost dead so okay even more stuff can come around and uh and help out bernie there uh 23
4: that definitely hits
2: fucking really one damage
4: all right you nail it square in the back of its head but it's it's just kind of a small fire damage
2: bolts the damages are not being kind to us and i think it's bullshit that i don't get my flaming that my i don't get my spell casting modifier on this crap
4: the gricks are going to go. First off, the super duper hurt one is going to try to latch its tentacles on to Carlton. Oh,
3: oh okay. fuck yes. you.
4: going to roll a natural 20. Fuck cool. you. Wow. i going to die. All right. All
3: right. Let's see how dead I am.
0: No, you so... still have the possibility of living.
4: That's 11 oh, slashing shit. damage.
2: All right. I as fortunately, it,
4: it rolls poorly. As, as is everybody yeah it just and it latches onto you and it's gonna try to get you with its beak um but Terrace is actually gonna move in as it tries to get you with the beak and she's gonna smack it with it's sh- with her shield and she's actually gonna use protection so this thing has to roll at disadvantage yeah so it misses it, it doesn't even come three uh what was that four so seven I'm assuming doesn't hit nah all right.
3: In dwarvish, I say thank you. I knew I liked you for a reason.
4: <laughs> she she saw that that took a a bite out of you. Uh, the next one next to you is also gonna try to attack. Sixteen. Oh. Fuck
3: that matches. Damn it.
4: All right. Its tentacles reach out and flail at you for nine slashing damage. Oh. And then it's gonna try to beak you. Uh, that would be a twenty, not natural. Oh, wow.
3: Well. Go ahead and roll the damage.
4: All right. Here comes the beak. Uh, that's eight piercing damage.
3: All right. I drop to the ground chunk. with zero, but I have relentless endurance, so I drop to the ground and slowly use my axe to steady myself up to back to one hit point.
4: Okay. That
3: oh, nice. After, that replenishes after one, uh, after a long rest.
4: This thing takes a bite out of you and pulls back, thinking that it's dropped you. It's gnawing on a part of your side as you then stand back up.
3: I'm very shaky on the ground.
4: (laughs) The one on Bernie is going to try to uh, get her. That's not going to do it. But eight probably isn't going to get through your armor. Mm -hmm. All right. It's their turn, and they've had a taste of Carlton, but Travencourt is your turn.
1: Speaking of tastes... Shadow sees his buddy Carlton Tanks in trouble, and he's gonna go for a full attack on the one he's, he has advantage on.
4: Okay, go ahead and roll. So I'll roll your the claw first. Bite in the claw. All uh,
1: right, we'll do the claw first. And okay, good thing I have advantage. Good thing. Yeah. 20- Twenty-one.
4: Twenty-one definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Woo! You got it. Let's see. Two die,
1: four plus four, nine.
4: All right. Shadow reaches out and swipes at this Grick with his claw and actually pins it to the ground and rakes his claw down its back and just pulls his spine out, and this thing is dead.
3: Yay! Thank you, Thank
1: you bear buddy.
4: Would he like right. to move and do his second attack?
3: Yeah, move into flanking yeah. on the other one.
1: And I think he's going to banana around him, uh because he's good at flanking. He likes to flank and likes to bite things, so Nine, that's where the 20. action is. 25, he's got enough movement. He can do it. Go ahead and... Oh, oh yeah, so he has a full attack, so he used to do the buy. I forgot about that. Yes. Alright, so one die plus five, and I have advantage still, so 23, let's, let's crit fish.
2: Crit fish, crit fish. Let's
3: fish.
1: Nope. And nope. no deal. But you definitely But at least hit. it hits. Definitely. Right, so that's gonna be one die, four plus four. Oh, eight
4: damage. Alright, second one <gasps> bites into its side, pulls off uh, a chunk of it, including one of its tentacles, and this thing is looking super hurt. Driving core says guys- good
1: bear, and it's his turn. <laughs>
4: Alright. Thank Bernie, you Bear your Buddy.
0: Turn. Um, so question uh Yes Carlton, are you okay there? Do you want me to like take care of that? <laughs> or do you want me to kill the thing?
3: I feel like I have one hit point worth of blood left in me.
0: Okay, so you <laughs> wanna be healed. That's cool. I can do that. I can do like the healing thing. I just didn't know if you wanted to wait until we were done in case you like No,
3: because it'll be their turn before you can heal me again. Okay,
0: cool. I'm gonna cast cure wounds. Specifically on, hold on, I'll get my list of people. Got my list of people who need their wounds is cured.
2: Yay, Bernice. <laughs> Bernice's best cleric.
0: Bernice's best cleric. Don't you fucking My favorite it. little buddy. So a creature, oh shit, I gotta touch you. Am I in touching distance? Yeah,
4: yeah. You are. You are actually right behind him. You can just reach out and I touch someone. I reach some, out my uh, finger orc. and
0: I touch him on the toe and you gain hit points equal to 1d8 plus my spellcasting modifier. If I cast this using a second spell slot, you get 1d8, you get 2d8. Do you need 2d8?
3: I out of my 39 hit points, I have 1 left.
0: Uh, I would be out of second level spell slots if I did that. Keep what
2: else uh, do you yeah, have for just second do, level. Yeah, just just hold on prayer to prayer of
0: healing.
3: Yeah, prayer healing's yeah. better. Hold on to it. Yeah. yeah, Give me the 1. So
0: I'll give you the 1d8. And then I do have a healer's kit I can use when we're all done with this shit.
4: The healer's kit is just for stabilizing. Uh, um, it basically gives you an advantage on your medicine checks and it um, if you use your healer's kit on somebody who is at zero hit points or below, you don't even have to roll to try to revive them. You just stabilize them right away. So the, the healer's kit doesn't give you hit points. It gives you advantage to keep someone from going dead.
0: Oh, boo. So, uh, we have healing potions. Don't worry. Uh,
4: eight. You get eight points. So I am back, you're I'm back up to eight, to eight now. Yeah. I'm gonna
3: drink the shit out of some healing potions.
4: You are back up to eight. eight. Anything else, Bernie? Uh
0: um- I would just really uh, suggest that somebody kill this sneaky thing before it has a chance to bite me. That's all I was just saying, if you want to, like, live.
4: <laughs> well, Carlton, it is your turn. You've been stabilized by your gnomish right. friend.
3: So as my bonus, I'm going to uh, go ahead and dip the the poison onto the axe. Okay. And then I'm going to attack with the advantage on the one that's next to me. Okay. 14 and 15.
4: Ooh. They hit... Go ahead right. and roll damage, including the poison damage.
3: So, great axe damage will be fucking ones. God damn it. <laughs> Seven after the modifiers okay. and the rage. And the poison is... Uh, it is one... Uh, he has to do a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, so, go ahead and do that.
4: That'd be a two.
3: Okay. Uh, then he gets 1d4 poison damage, and he is now poisoned. which uh, So, he takes one poison damage... Okay. And uh, he is now that's... poisoned, so he has disadvantage on attack and checks.
4: And he's dead. Yay! He's poisoned and dead. Yeah. So and that lasts a little I'm bit still of frenzied,
3: so I'm going to go help out little buddy. Thank you. And I want to... Can I get to flanking without being attacked?
4: How uh, how much movement do you have?
3: Uh, I got uh 30 feet.
4: Yeah, you can do that. 5, 10, 15. Because you can move into his space as long as you just don't move out of it yeah. again. So, yep. All
3: right, and I'm attacking. attack him. Because my little buddy helped me, so I'm going to help little buddy. You're welcome. 19.
4: It's so the way and parties work.
3: 19 and 19.
4: Well, 19 hits.
3: All right. Great X damage. Oh. What the <laughs> fuck? <Yeah>. You <laughs> <laughs> Fucking
4: ones. What the fuck I I is so. going I really on? I thought you we were going to
3: kill All right, this. Uh... And then he has uh, to—it's still a poisoned axe, so Constitution. No, it's
4: only—it's only only the the first first hit. Yep, it's one hit after you.
3: I tried to sneak. If you want
4: to take a bonus action next round and repoison it, you can, but you get one hit. Okay. But still, it takes five damage, and you killed the other one. Uh, this Uh, last one is seven damage because I'm raging. I'm sorry, seven damage, and it's—it's looking pretty rough. Uh, Terrace is gonna come on up. She's going to move up next to Bernie as she recognizes that the healer might need some protection eventually. And she is going to bring down her warhammer. She does get advantage. That's a 19 that hits. Um, How would you like Terrace to do this?
0: I would, know, (laughs) when you squish a slug.
2: So Terrace (laughs) sees the the Grick go down, uh, sees the uh, barbarian kind of flank around, and she's like, Haha, ha! A chance for glory! For the dwarves! And she like, shield charges in Knocks the beak away and then like Swings around her hammer and like Just hits it underneath its beaky chin And just snaps its head right back
0: But it, what about squishing it Like a slug?
4: She actually, when when she does what Jonathan says and snaps the head back and then uses her hammer um, to to pound it, she actually sends it flying up into the ceiling and it it goes against the ceiling, kind of half squished up there. Parts of it dropping back down to the floor as she just demolishes this thing, and you're all out of initiative. Woo-hoo. How many? Oh, thank God. How Hooray. many experience do we get? I will get that for you right as soon as I do math. 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 We've got math. (laughs) Square Uh, one. That'd be 1,350 experience for the four of you. Someone do that. 1,350? 1,350 total to split amongst the four of you. Someone do that, math. And Terrace walks up to Carlton and says, that was quite a fight. We're at
3: 2,994. Which means we should really take a long rest.
4: Yay! Yay. Hooray.
3: Hooray!
2: We hear, it's it's like we hear a ding in our future. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, like we should see how many exits are in here and shore them up because I'm feeling really sleepy. I am not <laughs> feeling very good.
2: I don't. I'm almost feel, feeling oh, really tired. Yeah. Oh,
1: my I, blood's in my body. I'm feeling great.
0: That's fine. I'm just gonna take a little nap. <sighs> I don't
1: remember this room being red.
0: Oh, don't. Why is it red? We just we painted recently, Carlton. You just weren't paying attention.
4: Oh uh, yeah.
3: I do that sometimes. I know.
4: Terrace passes by Carlton, uh heading to the the one so there's the stairway that you guys came down, and then there's the one exit kind of in front of you. And she heads to kind of stand guard at that exit as as you all gather yourself. And as she passes you, Carlton, she kind of gives you a very, very gentle little nudge with her elbow and says, Good fight. And moves to stand. She says it in common so everyone can hear. Uh what would you guys like to do? Nap.
3: Sure up yep. the ass, take a long rest.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um. So it has only been, I mean, it's mid-afternoon at about this point. If you guys wanted to try to take a long rest, you can, but...
3: I mean, I'm pretty sure I could fall asleep. If I, You might want to... Actually, I probably shouldn't, because I probably have a concussion
4: as well. No,
0: that's fine. You don't have a concussion. You just need a little Debbie snack.
4: I will say, you are in the middle of a hostile mine environment, so... It's up to you whether you want to try it or not.
0: I
3: Well, I don't think those 2D4 potions are going to get me anywhere close back to full health.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, here's the deal. Apparently, they did this, some experiments where people lived in salt mines for like three months. And your whole entire body clock gets really messed up. So you can basically sleep whenever. And you'll be awake for like days at a time and asleep for like days at a time. So I think it's cool if we take a long rest. If we're going on like the scientific aspect of it
2: Bernie with the science
0: burn Julie- Julia with the science this is not the Bernie voice just is Julia going to get her shit because if we level up, I'd not prepare for that and now I have the entire fucking
4: book here like so need a needle. <laughs> well first you got to get through a long rest, so Terrace turns. Yeah, so what we'll do is if you make it through the long rest, we'll just do the ability score improvement, the uh extra hit points, and the extra hit dice, and then you guys can kind of level up your other skills from there dependent on your class. Uh Terrace stays standing in the doorway and says, well, I don't know if I would recommend sleeping in this area, but if if this is what we're gonna do, I will I will take a watch. I am I'm still whole and healthy, and I have no spells to get back. And she kind of gives the spellcasters a bit of a wink. How nice for you.
0: <laughs> have fun keeping watch the entire goddamn time we're asleep. Good night.
4: Uh, just so you know, oh. she, she can't keep watch the entire time, or else she will suffer from exhaustion, and then she'll actually be fairly Well, I'm... I'm relatively untouched,
1: and I I would be nice if I recovered. Like, could, could Terrence and I split the watch between the two of us?
4: Uh, yeah. If she did four hours and you did four hours, uh, then definitely, then everybody else could sleep through the night, and she'll do six hours so that you can only you only have to do a couple hours so that way you can get uh, a long rest in so that you can level up. She'll agree to do that. Oh, okay. Sounds good. The,
2: the title of this episode can be The Party Decides to Cower and Take a Nap.
4: I like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Nap There's
0: nothing wrong with taking a nap. Naps are holy where I come from. Good.
4: Okay, so you guys bunker down. Are you guys doing anything in specific before you go to bed? I mean, Terrace will stand by the lower door. I've already kind on of these- bled out
3: in the middle there, and I'm just passed out.
0: Do you think okay. we should strategically sleep like all of our backs together?
4: Yeah. Like, do you want to start a fire? Do you want to? What do you want to do here? Because you are you're in a, a fairly small room. Um, do you guys want to do anything to the stairwell? I'm gonna say you're kind of gonna be in a, a little bit of a circle here.
3: Do we have anything we shore it up with?
4: How's you can't about, see anything in the room.
3: How's uh, how's uh, what's his face? Uh, Shadows perception. Let's see shadow. Because he's not hurting too bad, is he?
0: Shadow has 18
4: hit points. He's
1: fine. Yeah, he's fine. Like, he Maybe only we can put work. him at the other door. That Yeah, that could work. Perception. All right, so you want him
4: to, to watch... Is he going to watch all night? Because then he won't get a long rest and he'll suffer some exhaustion.
1: That Well, maybe we'll have Terrace do the first watch and then Shadow and I take the second watch.
4: Okay, well, Terrace is standing by the door. Uh, you guys have all kind of bound your wounds healed up a little bit you know as far as like Carl, you're no longer bleeding out thanks to some some patching up from bernie she doesn't give you any any extra hit points unless she wants to but no she's you've all had a little bit to eat definitely had a chance to relax a little bit uh, tell me how you guys are sleeping on this first watch what you guys are doing what you prepared to do
0: i want to pull my bedroll over me so i look like a lump I want to literally okay. look like a bag sitting on a bag.
4: <laughs> I Anything else from the rest of you?
3: I'm a, uh, just on the ground.
0: Yeah, I'm going to
1: put my back up against Shadow, I guess, while I sleep. And Shadow's just going to, like, nestle up.
4: All right. Yeah, okay. Good. So, uh, so Terrace is going to stand guard. She is going to keep an eye on things. All right. Um... A long rest later, although still with a a couple of hours left, uh, she slowly wakes Travancore and says, This place is creepy, but so far we have been undisturbed. Good to know. Leaves you to long rest and is going to curl up and get a couple of hours herself, although it's not going to be a long rest for her. Uh, Travancore, after this long rest you you feel more powerful you feel like your bear feels more powerful everything just feels a little bit better and as you stand in the doorway and take stock of everything i'd love you to roll a perception check
1: of course why wouldn't i roll a perception check and with my new bonus because my perception is even higher than it was before yay 21
4: awesome you're standing there good hour goes by You're actually thinking about, you know, maybe giving everybody another hour and then waking everybody up. And that hopefully gives Terrace enough to to get through the day when you hear. And you look down the hallway with your dark vision and with your excellent perception, you can actually see uh, shadows moving around the corner as they see you. They they speed up and they are flying through the air and they kind of look like these giant horrific mosquitoes and you've just enough time to scramble back and call out to your friends and go, hey, hey, guys, guys rest is over, rest is over and they wake up just in time to roll initiative
0: Oh, motherfucker
3: Giant mosquitoes, Those sound like Sturges. There we go. Hey, look, long rest, I'm rolling better. There you go
0: I rolled good too Guys,
4: I'm also finding
0: all these notes I made.
4: Hey guys I've got some other great news for you Guess what Luke just brought <gasps> Yay! Best husband ever. Cadbury cream the best. Cadbury cream eggs. Four of them, like the four of you. Which means Aww. you all now get some inspiration from the DM. Woo-hoo. Basically, so inspiration cool. is a new thing to fifth edition. I hadn't used it with you guys yet, but I was actually planning on using it sometime during this this long, fun dungeon crawl. It's something bards can actually do as well, but that's a mechanic. So DMs can actually offer inspiration. If you do something cool, if you think you that uh if I think I you deserve a bonus for trying something extra. Um, if you say something neat, I can give inspiration and inspiration literally means that on one of your D20 rolls you get advantage and you can decide when to use it.
1: So, it's a one-time deal?
4: It's a one-time deal and you can only have one at a time. So as long as you guys have one, I can't give you a third and a fourth and a fifth. You can't bank them.
1: You can
3: give us a second because you definitely just skipped second. You said third, fourth, or fifth if we had one. So we can get two. Got it.
4: Or you could assume what the DM is saying, and she could take away that inspiration.
3: <gasps> I'll shut up now.
4: <laughs> All
3: right. Carlton yes. Tags ma- does the zippered over the mouth thing.
4: Terrace is going to continue to roll poorly on her initiative because she has no dexterity. Jonathan, what's your initiative?
2: Uh, That's what, 18? 18. So, Eight. fun fact, did not know this about 5th edition wizards. I can recover spell slots once per day at a short rest.
4: Yeah, and here you were making fun of me when I talked about warlocks. Hmm. Oh, shit. So well then. I can yes. recover,
2: now that I'm fourth level, uh, I can recover during a short rest uh, spell slots totaling half my wizard level. So I, So I can now recover either two first level spells or one second level spell.
4: Yeah, kind of fun, eh? Uh, Travancore, what's your initiative?
1: Shadow this time, and his paws rolled a, rolled a respectable 14.
4: 14. Okay, and Bernie? I got 21. 21. Ooh, and Carlton. 20. There we go. Travancore, you spend your movement and your time waking everybody up in time just as this attack is happening. Bernie, you are first off the ground, feeling refreshed, feeling more powerful, and you see, coming down the hallway, I'm going to say actually that Travencore moved to there, you're going to see coming down the hallway in the dark, uh, because no one's cast light yet or lit a torch, you're going to see these giant bug-like things they they have these long almost mosquito like dagger like protrudences on the front they've got four sets of wings and a distended abdomen that's red and puffy and they they're giving off this weird buzzing noise and they come swooping into the room very fast what would you like to do this is
0: like a terrible working environment i just really want to throw that out there This is- I don't understand. This is like an HR nightmare. Um, I'm actually gonna cast a spell that I have not cast before. Okay. It is Bless. Okay. It's like the opposite of Bane. And I can cast it three creatures of my choice within range. And whenever a target makes an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a D4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw. So Carlton is going to be blessed. Yay! <laughs> and I'm Can I going be to and all. S- <sighs>
4: Suddenly you're not blessed anymore.
0: It's like Carlton, sometimes I wonder cuz I really just don't think God loves you. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, oh damn. I do worship the old yeah. ones. So, I'm going to cast bless. I cast it on all well, my party people, Carlton
4: and Travi and Jonathan the Mad Muscular.
0: Okay. And I'm like, sorry, Terrace. I just don't know you that well.
4: Terrace kind of nods her head in your direction and says, "I'm made of armor and hit points, my friend. I'm gonna be fine."
0: That's that's really good for you.
4: It is. Grabs her warhammer and her shield, and she prepares to fight.
0: So, All right,
4: yeah. you guys have taken your your extra hit points. Yeah, yes. and
0: I do some like some like um, spirit fingers. <laughs> Okay. Cast the
4: spell. You can talk like this while the spell is cast. Winds uh, of destiny, change. Anything else? No. All right, Carlton, you're feeling refreshed. You're feeling more. I want to.
3: Can I do a check to see what these are?
4: Yeah, give me a nature check.
3: All right, nature is
4: intelligence.
3: Nineteen or twenty, because it's plus one.
4: Your initial um, instinct is correct. They're okay. sturges. They're giant, horrible. Leechy mosquito things that tend to just attack whatever has blood in them.
3: I'm gonna go do the axe thing that I do, and I'm gonna swing at the first guy in the row.
4: All right, you're gonna go running on up.
3: Uh, that's what I'm good at.
4: All right, go All ahead right. and swing away.
3: Uh, nineteen. That it's. All right, and then my great axe damage is. <laughs>
4: Fuck the damage rolls. Wow,
3: Fuck them so hard. It's wow, it's dude. like
4: your goddess knows that you've been metagaming. So what did what was your damage?
3: six after the modifier
4: uh fortunately it is basically a giant mosquito and you destroy it it just explodes into a cloud of blood and gore it you get showered with someone or something else's blood which is a little disconcerting uh would you like to do anything else
3: uh well i'm not raging or reckless yet so uh, i'm good well actually how much of my movement did i use
4: you would have used 5, 10, 15. You would have used 20. I'm going to move 10 feet back. And can I do the one
3: next to him? So, like, back five and then diagonal five?
4: It is their turn. They are going to fly into the room. That one's going to come after you. This one's going to come straight at Travancore. This one is also going to come at Travancore. All right. Awesome. The one on Carlton is going to try to bite you with its giant but with a seven, I don't think he's going to hit. Nope. Uh, First one on Travancore nine. Nope. Oh, and that's a 19 before. Okay. So that'll hit. Yeah. That'll
1: be a 23.
4: (laughs) Okay. All right. You take one piercing damage as it sinks its nose, essentially into your shoulder and then (sighs) grabs onto you with, eight different tiny legs and wraps its wings around you and is now attached to you oh crap
0: why does everything want to hug us tonight this is really awkward
4: and jonathan it is your turn all right let's try out
2: one of my new tricks and i crack my knuckles crunch and i say flaming sphere go and i cast a flaming sphere Right next to it, doesn't really matter where I put it because I'm going to use my bonus action to ram it against this uh sturgeon or this mosquito thing right here. And the one closest to me, uh, next to Travancore.
4: Okay, that one is currently attached to Travancore let's see a five-foot diameter sphere, sphere of fire appears in an unoccupied space of your choice within range and lasts for the duration which is one minute any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dexterity saving through it does a creature Yes. that mind. Yes, I, I. creature takes two d6 fire damage on a failed save for half as much action as successful as a bonus action you can move it when you move the sphere you can direct it over barriers blah 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 okay so anything within five feet of your sphere is gonna take some damage
2: if it ends its turn next to it
4: if it ends its turn, next to it.
2: But yes. I think the the way this spell works is I mostly do damage by ramming it into stuff. Uh, so I can't. I, I guess if I ram it into where they are now, I'm going to get both of them, huh?
4: Uh, if you ram it into the one that is attached to Travencore, yes, you will also hit Travencore.
2: Okay. But do the ones that are- Do it! Far it. Far get it off! Get it off!
4: Get it off! 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 Get it off!
3: Jack, you could just go like this and smack your arm on your
2: turn and probably yeah, take care of I'm going it. To- Or do that! I'm gonna I'm gonna cast it and and hit the one that's in the, in the middle. So I'm gonna cast a spell and then I'm gonna use my bonus action to ram it into the one in the middle.
4: And you're gonna ram it into the one that's up and to the right uh, or to the left of it.
3: Yes, Jonathan, I'm willing to make that save. So perfect. You can get if you want to put it next to them and get both of them. I'm willing to try to make that save.
2: I it doesn't really do much to put it right here, except that everyone kind of has to clear out. Uh, so I guess what I can do is I can put it there. And then as long as you move, you won't get hurt. So you could right. attack and then run. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and smack I'm gonna I'm gonna put it where it was, and I'm gonna smack the one in the middle uh just okay. to help clear out the battlefield.
4: Okay. And it has so... to make a dexterity
2: saving throw. DC is fifteen.
4: That'd be a fifteen. It makes its DC. These things are fast and nimble. Fuck. All right. Uh I do a fail save. It does take half damage oh uh, yeah Let me, uh, let me do
2: that hang on okay uh, four damage
4: four damage perfect <laughs> it dies you <laughs> ram the sphere into it it angles out of the way so it doesn't take the brunt of the damage but it's so hot that it still gets singed and it just falls over dead all right and it's still gonna it's gonna stay in that spot right there your sphere uh yes okay uh, it is Travencore and Shadow's turn.
1: Ooh, Shadow is not happy that he sees that thing on me. He is going to barrel right towards it and try and do a full attack. Barrel?
4: Okay. He he can come up all, you know, He's he doesn't really have flanking because it's attached to you. Um, does he want to try to attack it?
1: Yeah, he's going to try to go for his claw first and then a bite.
4: Okay. Do the attack first. Just do the okay. first attack. 16. Okay, that hits. Uh, Travancore, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw.
1: Oh, boy. 10.
4: Um. All right. You do not dodge out of the way. So, uh, have Shadow roll his damage, and both you and the Sturge are going to take that damage.
1: Oof. It's okay, boy. I forgive you. So I did claw first. Wait. That's did be... he add
0: his bless? Did you roll the D four? Yeah, you did.
1: Okay. I didn't roll the damage yet. I didn't roll like. Oh, no. I was going to say you're, on you on the safe. You roll a D four. Oh, I didn't roll a four oh, because you ended... you're blessed. Get a
0: one D. 1D... 4 you get your bless, so you get a 1d4 to your attack or saving throw. So if you'd like and to I'm use con-
4: it now,
1: yeah, might as well.
0: <laughs> it exists for the duration of like the entire. All right.
1: So, went up another three.
4: Okay, uh, that is actually just enough, so you're able to angle your body <laughs> just enough so that I'm concentrating, um, shadow can swipe this thing off and go ahead and roll shadow's damage.
2: Hooray! Okay,
1: that's. Two, yeah. Math saves the day once again. Well, I can't even read that. Nine.
4: All right. It It is now just a giant smear of blood across your arm.
1: I love their death sounds.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you like to do anything else?
1: I want to see if Shadow can, like, banana around and give uh, Carlton uh, flanking. He should have enough motion. Oh, no, but he, he used most of his motion to get to me, right?
4: Uh, 5, 10, 15. He, he was actually kind of here, so we'll say 20. What's his movement?
1: His movement's actually 40. I misread it the last time.
4: Oh, then, yeah, he's got plenty. He can, he can absolutely move to there.
3: Well, I would say be careful because of that flaming orb thing. That puts him in range of that, So
1: and he uh, won't be able to move. Yeah, but these guys aren't that strong, so... Yes, right. but
4: he's going to take flaming sphere damage if he ends his turn next to the, the flaming sphere. All right. Is there any way... Oh, sh- do we share movement? I don't think we do. Do we? No, you don't split movement, or you don't share movement. So he's moving, so he can continue his movement. Uh, but you can't move at this point because he's taken the, the move action I will say this oh, so only because one of he's got move. 40 feet of movement 5, 10, 15, 15. he has plenty of movement to move to there and be next to the okay. Sturge and do the other half of his multi-attack and not be near the the Flaming spear.
2: which unfortunately does not grant uh, advantage even though it should no, it is not an. Int- it's not. That it's kind a of giant feature. thing of fire that's like.
4: So if he would like to now try to bite that sturge, might as well. That's Ew, that's perfect. Oh
0: god, this is gonna be so
2: gross. <laughs> He's gonna clamp down on it. And it's gonna go squish. <laughs> well,
0: no, it's not gonna go squish. It's gonna pop like a big bloody
4: zit.
1: It's gonna go.
2: <laughs> and
4: Bullets to
1: the up, brain push. pan. Squish eighteen.
4: It definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Six. All right. How does Shadow want to do this?
2: <laughs> Disgustingly.
4: Yeah. Shadow
1: does not like bugs. I think he's gonna come down and chomp like right on on top of its head and like crush his skull in. I think it does. Does it have a skull or is it
3: an exoskeleton type? Well, of? or
1: whatever. Like the and, and, and bug equivalent is his head. Like into it, whatever passes for that thing. Stupid thing's brain. Shadow kills it with his teeth because Shadow's awesome.
4: He's surgical enough to actually grab the head out of the air and clamp down so the back end that's full of blood just falls to the ground and and splatters harmlessly down there doesn't get anybody and he just is now standing there How does that sound? And just chomp chomp it. chomp All right. I look at
0: him and I go "Shadow you nasty."
4: and he looks, at, he looks at you <laughs> and he gives a, a big burp and it's a big <laughs> bloody mosquito burp and, just...
1: <clears throat> and you
4: guys are oh, out of initiative God. and uh, Taris puts her hammer down and says, well, that was definitely not how I wanted to wake up this morning uh, you guys all get a total of 50 experience between the, the four of you <laughs>
2: Wow, I blew a second level spell on 50 XP. (laughs) (laughs) Go me!
4: Your, but it was an awesome second level spell.
2: That ROI, dough.
4: You've now woken up. It's pretty obvious that you're not going to get back to sleep. Terrace just kind of sucks it up and and takes it that she's just, she's only going to get about an hour or two. And that's all she gets. What would you like to do?
3: Let's keep going. I think we should move on to the next room. Yeah.
0: Let's get out of this. That's what a dungeon crawl is, right? From hell.
1: We crawl through.
0: Did anybody take damage during that, by the way?
1: No. Oh wait, Travancore did. I took like a damage from the bug.
0: No, did you take damage because I you got that saving throw?
1: No, from the oh, bug. Oh yay. Well, no no no. I still took damage from the bug when he bit me. I I avoid to avoid shadow biting me, but I took one oh. damage. But I'm alright. I'm I'm gonna walk it off.
0: I know you're going to walk it
4: off. I'm not healing you for what He's one just sitting there and he's kind of scratching
3: track. his arm a little bit. Like, God, fucking,
1: fucking bugs. So itchy. <laughs>
4: All right. I'm like, I could
1: really go for an apple right about now.
4: Anyone, Jonathan, you doing light so that you can see? Or are you staying in the dark?
2: No, I'm doing light. Uh, light lasts for a while, so I shouldn't have to.
4: Well, it's been technically eight hours now since yeah we've cast slept. light.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. No, I, I, I light this shit up. Okay. Boom, light.
4: There is the hallway. That the Sturges came down that gently curves off to the right. That is the only way out of this room. That's where you're headed?
3: Isn't that, yeah. Is that the one we came in through or no?
4: No, you came down the stairs behind you. This uh, is okay. a hallway uh, basically to the east. You came down from the west. Gotcha. Alright. You go down the hall. It twists and turns a little bit. It starts to curve off to the right and then after about you know, five, six feet, then it straightens for a little while and it curves to the left a little bit more these are a little bit more rough hewn walls and a rougher floor it's kind of a sandy floor as you troop on down eventually it feels like you're very slowly descending like this is another a ramp that is slowly spiraling down maybe a couple more feet Hmm. before it evens out a little bit and you actually come across a a couple of mine shafts you guys are at the bottom of these two mine shafts looking up you can see the light spell doesn't quite clarify all the way up into the darkness you can see some rotting wood and planks just hanging in a couple places uh a bunch of it on the floor of this mine shaft some decrepit rope and uh actually a body or two it's mostly just Bits of a skeleton at the bottom of this mine shaft, and the tunnel continues forward. I kind of want to check that shaft door. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The mine shaft itself.
3: Yeah. Perception checks on the mine shafts.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Give me a perception check. Perception check. Hey y'all, my perception's gonna be really good. Wait, wait, did
2: you guys did you guys say shaft? You damn right.
0: (laughs) Shaft. I got an 18.
2: (laughs) Shut your mouth.
4: My mouth is full, Cameron Greenberg.
2: You know, I hear
1: that Careful shaft when so bad antique. mother.
0: Shut your mouth! Shut
3: your
2: mouth! It's only talking about the shaft.
4: <laughs> <laughs> with oldie but a goodie. Yep. Uh, Bernie and Travancore kind of poke their head up very cautiously, look up into the darkness. It seems to be just a regular old mine shaft. There's, there's two of them side by side. Um, from the way the planks were hanging you get the sense that this was this was kind of a scale mine shaft uh mine shaft so they'd use one side to drop down to the bottom and raise the other side and they'd go back and forth both of them look just completely destroyed there's no obvious way of climbing back up this way and uh, everything just kind of smells moldy and, and mildewy when you actually check out the skeletons it's two more dwarves one of them is missing a head the other two are or the other one is in uh, a state of disarray just bones scattered everywhere it looks like it was picked clean scattered a hey. bit maybe some rodents got at it there's not even any clothing left on these dwarves. Uh, but you don't find anything in specific
1: well, I'm, I'm down with that
0: I'll look at my and like hey, keep i keep going.
1: i say we give this shit cha- you know i'm what, not going to say let's anything give it a God. shot unless i risk the wrath of the gods What's going Travencore, on? Travancore, the viceroy of Glenmore, decides to stay silent at this time.
2: Jonathan the Mad muscular, wants to talk about shafts some more.
1: Shadow and I are going with her.
0: Well, you can stay here and you can scream into the void. I'm going to tread onwards.
4: words. Okay. Uh, uh Travancore
1: and Shadow follow. With Shadow She is
4: unimpressed by your shaft, Jonathan. Carefully behind. Got that
0: straight.
2: This is bewildering. <laughs> Jonathan the Mad muscular, has never experienced something like this before.
0: Well, I'm sure you're going to find many more.
4: All right, you guys continue down the hallway. It widens and narrows a little bit. It curves around again and descends a little bit more and then straightens out into a four foot wide hallway that is lined with. Uh what actually looks like some of the marble that's been mar- that's been mined from this mineshaft. It's white and gleaming in the middle of this what's been a, a very dark and dank place. The floor, the ceiling, the walls, all just very nicely laid marble tiles. As you step, you can Ooh, see that you're coming. Hmm? I said fancy. It's simple, but very, very nicely done. Uh, Can I do a fancy
0: pants check? Can I check for fancy pantsness?
4: You absolutely can. Roll a d20. Is
0: this going to be just a perception? Just roll a d20. It's going to be a perception.
4: Eleven. You do not see any pants anywhere. Well, I was checking for fancy pants. I'm just. You do not see any fancy pants anywhere. It's it's very meticulously done these are obviously whoever made this had an eye for quality but there's no like inscriptions there's no um artwork or anything it's just really well put together and eventually you get to the end of this hallway you can see on your right there is an alcove that is about uh five feet into the side of of one of these of of the hallway also outlined in marble it's got a marble pedestal and sitting atop of the marble pedestal is a small figure uh, also in marble although this seems to be in uh, the pink marble that you've seen around And it's a grotesque figure with a a face uh, with fangs and kind of a scowl and and sharp teeth and a tongue that's forked on the end. And it's hunched over with claws. You can see its back has bumps on it, but there's no wings. And it does kind of resemble Anserra in a little bit of a way. It's very small though. This thing is maybe only about four feet tall um, and is just scowling at you. And it's made out of that same slight pinkish marble and directly uh, in front of you you can see a wooden door that is closed.
3: The thing said that the gargoyle knew the answer right?
0: The gargoyle knows the command. I say hi! Uh,
4: Roll me a perception check. 18. Nothing happens.
0: Excuse me sir or madam. Do you happen to know the command word?
4: At that its face suddenly turns and looks at you and for something... For something that seemed to be just a regular statue, it moves surprisingly fast. It's blinding speed. One moment is just staring out into the darkness, and the next thing, it's it's staring directly at you. And it says, command word. No one's asked me that in a while. Well, fine. If you want to know, it's glitter dark. I think oh, it's stupid. You. And it goes back to just staring.
0: And I go, between you and me, you're right. But thank you anyway. Hey,
2: buddy, do you know someone named Sarah? Does not respond. Okay,
3: fair enough. And I say, glitter dark. That's that's an odd combination of words.
4: As you say that, you hear a kunk, <coughs> off to your left, and opposite the gargoyle, you see a section of the wall has pulled away and is now very slowly, kind of retracting into itself, revealing a secret passage. Ooh. Ooh. And you can see it's also kind of exquisitely crafted. Uh, Everything just moves seamlessly. It's making noise because it's all made out of marble. But otherwise, it's just precisely crafted and and very well done.
0: Hmm. Who wants to go in the secret passage?
3: Yeah. Gargoyle friend, do you want to come with?
0: It looks at you and it
4: says, I don't want to go in there. There's nothing good.
0: (gasps) Oh, what kind of bad things are in there?
4: (laughs) You'll find out soon. And then it goes back to sitting. I have an idea.
1: Shadow... Can I pet Goes you? Goes up to the uh, gargoyle statue alien and starts licking his face.
4: It doesn't respond.
1: I reach up to
3: go pet him. That's Thank enough. you for the help.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, great. How would uh, you like it if I liked your face, huh? I think this episode is going to be called Fucking with Gargoyles. <laughs> I think this episode is going to be called Being Made of Stone Is Not Consent.
2: Damn.
1: <laughs> oh, crap.
4: Um, yeah, yeah, that'll does, hit shadow. Wow. Uh, 14 hit shadow. <laughs> the <It's a> whack. <laughs> and does a nineteen? Does that hit you, Carlton?
3: Nineteen will hit me.
4: Okay. Uh, so Carlton is petting its head, and Shadow comes up and licks it, and um, the scowl on its face. For those of you who are watching, for the briefest of seconds, it actually gets. Worse, it actually goes from being scowling to being just visibly super annoyed, and it reaches out to bite Shadow as it claws at the hand that is currently petting, um, petting on top of its head. Uh, Shadow is gonna take uh, seven piercing damage.
1: Ooh, good thing you upgraded.
4: Carlton is gonna take four slashing damage. Okay. And we can all roll initiative.
1: Oh fuck! Oh. We gotta fight this oh, thing. Oh really? Wow, that's on a. Sorry guys. Whoops. <laughs> Way to go, you
3: fucking idiots! So, do we just want to run down the secret door?
0: I'm sorry. Can I? Can I hold on? Can we pause for a second? Because well, it's gonna take was...
4: me a second to get all this out. So sure.
0: Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna have to roll a persuasion check. But I say, excuse me, sir, c- madam has not been clarified and I'm a gnome so you just gotta um, I apologize for uh, my compatriots stupidity and rudeness
4: you can say that on your turn so we're gonna say we're in this position because Carlton Bernie was talking to it Shadow and Carlton were touching it and the other three were behind it so this this hallway is about 40 feet wide so you guys have about uh, 10 feet behind you to where the the door is okay Travancore.
1: Hmm. If we run like hell, he gets an attack of opportunity. No, you, you can already...
3: disengage. You can choose to disengage. You
4: can choose to oh, disengage. Oh, I choose to disengage. Well, what's your no? What's your... what's your initiative? We're doing initiative.
1: Oh, I rolled 14. Oh, sorry. Four- 14.
4: Okay. Well, I don't even <laughs> know why I bother looking. Terrace has a, a zero bonus to her thing. Uh, Bernie, what's your initiative?
0: I also got a 14.
4: Uh, what's your initiative modifier? Two. And Travancore, what's yours? Plus four. Okay, so yeah, Travancore is going to go first. Uh, Carlton? 21. And Jonathan is not there, so he gets a one. And.
0: He rolled a
4: four. <laughs> so it's pretty much the same. Yeah, thing. he actually
3: did roll before stepping away.
4: Ooh, Gargoyle's going to roll a 20. Ugh. Oh, boy. All right. So it gets to go first. It's going to do the same thing. It's going to it's gonna bite Carlton, and it's going to claw Shadow.
3: Well, he did the other thing for last time, but we'll, yeah.
4: So that's 18 to Carlton. Does that, that hit? hit? All right. Uh, you're going to take three piercing damage. Okay. Shadow, I, I don't think a nine hits. No, it does not. All right. So he misses Shadow this time, and it hisses at you, and it is Carlton's turn.
3: All right. Are we all in agreement? Like, let's just fuck off? Yeah, yeah, I'd say let's, right. is better part of that. I'm like. going to disengage and run down the secret hallway.
4: Okay, um, so you disengage, what's your movement? 30. Okay, so you get about to there. You get through the door. Um, the room that you have entered, it's filled with enemies. Oh dear God. <laughs> As you run away from this horrible gargoyle that is now bit and clawed at you. Um, It's actually, you're in a short hallway that is, goes for another 40 feet straight ahead, and then you see takes a sharp left turn. And that's about it. Uh, Travancore, Shadow and I disengage. Okay, so he has to disengage. You can just run, but only one of you gets to move.
1: Crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Um, Because you can't split Um... the
4: move between the two of you.
1: You can't, so only one of us can run away. Only
4: one of you can move.
1: All right. Shadow, you should look at that guy. Best of, best of luck. T- I'm going to move first.
4: Okay, what's your movement? Uh, I 30. And you're just going to go 30 straight away?
1: 30 straight back. I'm going to be like, sorry, buddy.
4: Love you. So you actually pass by, pass by Carlton going, sorry. And Shadow's like, Wah. and it just, it, it's like, <laughs> I got to protect my master. All right, Bernie.
0: Um, I disengage or whatever I run through the legs Of Jonathan the magic muscular
4: <laughs> What's your movement?
0: 30 I think yeah To get as far away as a fucking can Alright you get to and there And while I'm doing that I say No hard feelings And then I say peace
4: out motherfuckers Alright uh, Terrace is Not happy And as you go run As all of you run past she's like I didn't We're just gonna leave enemies behind us? Well, all right, fine.
0: You wanna fight the gargoyle terrors? You be my guest. You stay with the bear.
4: She is going um... to, she's gonna move to there. She's gonna keep her shield up and she's basically gonna hunker down. Jonathan, it is your turn. Run! What's your movement? 30. 30. All right, so you get to there. Gargoyle's turn. It watches as you guys all run away and it goes, Damn right! I'm scary as fuck!
0: You are very scary, sir! I and peed it, myself! Scary. And it looks You at can sh- bite the bear some more. No one's
4: gonna miss him! It looks at shadow <laughs> and it says something. Do any of you speak Terran?
2: No. no. Terran? No.
4: Okay. It says something that none of you understands. It sounds like this weird combination of gnashing and growling and a little bit of, of rocks moving around. And Shadow actually, like, cocks his head a little bit, kind of like dogs do when they're giving you a what-the-fuck look. Mm -hmm. And the gargoyle turns around and drops down behind the pedestal that it had been standing on and disappears from sight. And you are out of initiative.
1: (laughs) We all learned a pretty valuable lesson today. I whistle.
4: (laughs) Come here, boy. Shadow, come here, boy. Sorry, here's an apple for you. Carlton, it looks at you. He looks at you when you call. And then when Travancore calls him, he actually, he actually moves up. You've run away from the gargoyle. Uh, so you guys are in through the secret door. You've gone a couple feet down this passage. It continues to be a white marble lined passage about 40 feet wide. It continues forward for another 40 feet and then takes a sharp left turn uh, Jonathan's staff has it very well lit and we're actually gonna stop there.
0: Hold on. What did we learn today? You do not <laughs> touch I'm talking to you, Carlton. So you put your concentration face on. What did we learn today?
3: That sometimes when you touch some stone objects, you get gold and other times you get bit.
0: That is that is a truth. Don't touch a living thing without its permission.
4: Somewhere echoing down the hallway from a location that you, you can't quite discern, you hear, <laughs> 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 And we'll end it there. We are still stuck in the perfect Mine for next week. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Drunks, or at our host podcast,